0: Hi, I'm Ellen Newhouse, and welcome to Heart and Soul. Are you ready to live a soulfully inspired life? If you are ready to dive deep, get seriously honest with yourself, and learn to trust your deep wisdom, then this is the place for you. I'll be sharing unfiltered stories from my own life, and those of many other courageous, creative entrepreneurs and transformational leaders who have dug deep inside themselves to heal, honor their amazing wisdom, and dare to take inspired action. No more sitting by the sidelines wishing for a more satisfying life. It's time for you to become the person you have always dreamed of being have a career and a life you love. Join us each week to be spiritually uplifted and inspired into action. And oh yes, I'll be giving you homework to get you moving closer to your dreams. Welcome back to the Heart and Soul podcast. I'm your host, Ellen Newhouse, and today we have a beautiful heart-centered man named Bruce Pulver. He is a highly sought-after international TEDx speaker and author. What started out as a single word of inspiration after a life-changing BAM moment, as he said, has grown to so much more, from writing an inspirational book to delivering an empowering TEDx talk. His best-selling book, Above the Chatter, Our Words Matter, Powerful Words That Changed My Life Forever, is the foundation for his captivating keynotes and innovative word shop programs. His work delivers an immediate and lasting impact on the lives he touches. Good morning, my friend.
1: Good morning, Ellen. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. I hope we live up to it today. And it's so great to be with you and just have the opportunity to, you know, share a conversation, share life experiences and, you know, maybe a couple of nuggets that can help folks like uh, like when I needed them.
0: Absolutely. Now, it sounds like from that introduction that you have never had a hard day in your life. And I know from reading your book and I know from talking with you a bit that that is absolutely not the case, even though on the surface, you look like the million dollar man who nothing touches. So tell me what has been at least one, if not the most difficult moment in your life that you have had to deal with?
1: Well, there there have been several, and this is a journey. So while that's such a glowing introduction and I thank you and, and it's, it is good to re, you know, reflect on things you're doing and, and how you're moving forward,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: I wasn't always that way. And one big moment in my life, which you referred to in the inter- introduction, which was called a BAM moment, yeah, was and we all have them. So let's talk about that for a second. For mm-hmm. me, it may not seem like it was that significant, Ellen, but I'd worked for a firm, a company for my entire career.
0: Hmm. And
1: a lot of success came through that hard work, et cetera. But I was wrapped up in what's now called a downsizing or a reduction in force, a layoff. There mm-hmm. were 500 employees on the same day with this company that were basically given their walking papers. And
0: Whoa. while that wasn't a
1: lot of things, it wasn't homelessness, right? It wasn't drug addiction. It wasn't a, you know, a relationship that blew up. It wasn't a deadly diagnosis. It was incredibly impactful on my life because everything shattered that Mm -hmm. I had believed in before that. Right. I had believed that, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at what I do. I've got a path. I've got a career. I've got a retirement plan out there. I've, you know, I know where I'm going to go next, all of that. But the, the carpet, the rug was ripped out from under me. Maybe I should have seen it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's hindsight's, you know, perfect vision, <laughs> but I wasn't. And, and I called it a bam moment for me. And we all have them in life is what I've learned since that process, since that day. And as I began the new journey was that we all are going to be in a place at some point in time in our life where we feel we are so down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. we're we're shackled. There's nothing we can do to improve our situation. And sometimes it's why even continue? Absolutely.
0: Now I'm going to stop you.
1: I'm not saying, you know, the end of life, but I'm saying, can I even make it a little better? We question ourselves. And I was absolutely in that place because it questioned everything about who I thought I was Mm -hmm. at that moment. So it Mm -hmm. was a wake up call, a bam moment, whatever you want to call it. And I have been there, and not just once. <laughs> but that was probably, you asked me the question. That was Okay, that but was hang on one second.
0: Before you jump ahead, I want to give some context to this. So how many years had you worked for this company?
1: I'd worked for this company for 25 years.
0: 25 years. You'd been really successful. You did a good job. You weren't like a slacker. And then, bam, you get laid off. How old were you at this point?
1: Yeah, it was, it was uh, see, it was... St- 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 2007. Let me do the math on that. 46. Yeah. I was like, you know, at that peak of what's yeah. The percent, right. Yeah.
0: So you're at that like peak. You, you've been there 25 years. You're now 46, which I know for the corporate world, 50 is that like magical number where people start going, oh yeah, it's 50 and then put them aside. So yeah. yeah. So that's a moment. And what In that moment, other than like, oh, shit, now what? Because you're the sole provider for your family, right? From what I understand. Other than that, oh, shit moment, what was the biggest belief that got shattered?
1: Wow. Yeah. So probably, and I've thought a lot about that, probably self-confidence. Because Mm -hmm. you'd read some very nice accolades. And I never believed I did it on my own. I always knew that I needed others, whether it was a expert in a service line or someone who could technically come in and speak that conversation. I was in the healthcare technology industry or whether it was a sales leader who could help me with some negotiations or some contract pieces. I never really felt like I was doing this on my own, right? I knew I had to orchestrate or had to drive Mm -hmm. the bus, but I needed a lot of people on the bus with me. So my biggest sort of shattering was, was I just, was it on cruise control? Were all these people really making it happen for me?
0: Mm -hmm. And I just kind
1: of got the shot. I got the position. I was able to maybe develop a relationship, but did I have all the components to actually believe in that success, which led me to an amazing question that was asked by a, a, now a dear friend, but a person who was an outplacement Resource that I was able to work with, and she asked me, Bruce, do you believe you deserve success?
0: Wow,
1: and I, you know, wow. was, how many years ago was that? And I will never forget that question. And this person is a dear friend, not just for that reason, mm-hmm. but those were the kind of questions that she continued to ask me. So, when I was really facing this self doubt. Mm -hmm. or, you know, I guess there's the word imposter syndrome that's out there a lot now. Sure. That question really helped me start thinking about, A, what really mattered to me, Mm -hmm. making an inventory of the things that did contribute to that success so that I didn't lose sight of everything and just feel like I didn't have have anything to do with it.
0: Right. So I'm going to stop you right there because it's such an important nugget for people to get So the question was, was Bruce, do you believe you deserve success? Now, I find this so interesting because what she's put together in this one sentence is two words, believe and deserve. And what I have come to realize is people do not get what they want. They do not get what they deserve. They do not get what they are worthy of. What they get is what they believe.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, because that triggers everything. Because yeah. your belief then triggers things like the work you're willing to do, right? right? If your belief is strong enough in a certain direction, then your work will line up with that based on a lot of things. I think we're going to talk about thoughts and words and things like that down the road yes. in the
0: conversation
1: here. <laughs> But the second question that then I asked myself after she asked, do I believe I deserve success Mm -hmm. is what does that look like for you?
0: Oh, I love that. So for people who are listening, if you are in that, oh, shit moment, things have fallen apart because I know 2020, so many things fell apart for so many people. And this year is, is a little bit better perhaps, but it's still a wild ride. And so I know many people are in that moment. So there you were. You had somebody asking you, do you believe you deserve success? And then what would that look like? So for those of you who might be in that dark place, things have fallen apart. I want you to ask yourself, what would it look like for you Going forward. And can you believe what you're seeing? So, Bruce, did you immediately have a vision of what that would look like for you?
1: You know, I, I didn't, Ellen. I really had to take an inventory of that question. What does mm-hmm. it look like? And the the other question that came about with that is: does it look like what it used to look like?
0: Oh, great question. Yeah.
1: Because Often, and this was for me, I was sort of riding the next as it came along. Was I plugged into? There were a lot of things in my life now that were there, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but the volume was down or the TV was off or, you know, I wasn't necessarily tuned into it.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: so I did jump into interviewing and another, another job and another career, but that also really, that moment really caused me to say, what does that look like now? What's really important to me,
0: Mm.
1: you know, as, as the, as the years add on, you know, the, the perspective of the lens you look at life will also change. Right. So, I mean, I'm not sure if, if we're speaking directly into the hearts of, you know, 25 year olds, or maybe we're speaking into the hearts of 50 or 60 year olds or somewhere in between, but I guess the point would be for everyone taking that inventory, it's likely going to be different. Sure, and that's okay, right? I, what I found is that, and there's a there's a backstory to all of this, but what I found was that BAM moment solidified for me something that had been there but had been dormant. It was Which always was, part of my life, but it was never front and center like it is now.
0: And that was
1: that was on the day I was born. I'll go all the way back. My mother suffered a major medical trauma uh, when she went into labor for me and should not have survived labor, nor should have I. Oh, my. She had what's called a dissecting aortic aneurysm during labor, which basically means that the inner wall of the arteries that take blood and oxygen away from the heart, Mm
0: -hmm. the inner
1: wall tore. Which meant she was bleeding internally within that artery. Mm. And when that happened, her heart rate rushed up and her blood pressure went down. Oh dear. And on record, according to the New England Journal of Medicine, they did an article about her. No one had survived that for longer than 72 hours.
0: Oh wow.
1: So she plunged into a battle right after they delivered me via Cesarean section and endured four experimental surgeries and fought and did not quit. 60 days later, she saw me for the first time. There's a lot about that, a lot of miracle aspect to that, a lot of fight to that, a lot of surgeons who were experimenting were successful in that. Hmm. And what I learned as I, she lived till I was 22, I learned later on that I was raised by one of the most grateful women I in, on the planet,
0: hmm. just
1: for every breath that she was given after that. Okay, so that didn't really mean a lot to me, Ellen, at that moment, right? My dad was a lover of words, did crossword puzzles, he wrote plays, he was just an amazing, I guess, sort of sensitive, arts-oriented, word-oriented man, and when... That bam moment hit me. Everything about my mother's gratitude and gratefulness and thankfulness, Mm. and my father's love of how how words impacted everything, melded in my life. That's everything changed for me.
0: So, how close to the bam moment, the realization about your mom and this beautiful book? above the chatter our words matter did that all coalesce
1: yeah great question the writing of the first word in the book or the cover of the book which is the word strong Mm -hmm. came the day after the layoff wow so both of my parents had passed away but I woke up and you know I don't want it to ever sound like, hey, and I got this quick fix. That is not no. <laughs> it at all. I mean, I was grabbing for anything to pull myself out of the sewer
0: hmm. mentally,
1: right? Yeah. But I took a pad and a pen, and I wrote the word strong vertically. You know, my okay. dad did crossword puzzles, and my mom was a grateful person. And I just looked at the word strong, and just automatic, just came to me the letters of that word to define the word. And that Mm -hmm. became stand tall, remain optimistic. Now go for it. I love it. So it
0: was like an affirmation for how to take the next step.
1: Yeah. I had to be strong somehow, right? I mean, you were given all of these years of being raised by your parents, mother till you're 22, father till I was 36. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I was given all of this great opportunity of work and profession and career. Then I was dealt what I call an assignment at the moment. It was absolutely an assignment when Mm -hmm. strong came to mind. I wrote it down. I had no idea what it meant, Ellen. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was spooky. How can you look at a word and go, okay, to be strong, you just got to stand tall, remain optimistic. Now go for it. Wait a minute. That's, <laughs> that sounds good. It makes for a Very good, good. t shirt, bumper yes. sticker. <laughs> yeah. But how does that become life? And mm. I didn't know, right? So think about that 25 years, everything that way. The next day, bam, strong. All I tried to do was absorb that because for some reason, it was intentional that that word came to me.
0: Right. Now, in that moment, did you feel it was a message from God or the universe, or some bizarre thing that you just didn't understand? I mean, what did it feel like when that message came through? Did it feel hopeful, and did you resist it, or did you feel like, "Yes, I can do that." or what was your experience of it?
1: Well, I-, I wish I could say it was a light bulb or a light switch, and everything changed then. Right. I wrote it down hindsight. Because I'm still writing every day. Yeah, I feel like a vessel, mm-hmm. just a vessel. And I'm a Christian. And so for me, my beliefs are, you know, there's a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I have gifts. We yeah. all have gifts. And I wrote the word in the book, gifts, which is God installed features to share.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that.
1: We all have. And I'll be honest with you. It was a developmental process. Cause that was day one for strong. And I just tried to find something that day to say, okay, you know, the world isn't the way it used to be anymore, Bruce, you know, right. we can want it that way. We can want it back. You, we can deny it. Mm-hmm. We can get angry. And I did all of those things. I mean, I'm just like everybody else, right? right. What do you mean me? That must've been a mistake. right? They're gonna call me, this is a dream. They're going to call me back tomorrow and say, we're just kidding. But I felt, I had to be strong and figure out something that day, you know, communication with my family, making sure they understood we were going to be okay. Mm. We're going to get through this. Mm -hmm. You know, I I had to draw on my mom and dad's hate, you know, they could have quit, right? Mom could have said, bye.
0: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) No.
1: And and she didn't for some amazing reason. Mm -hmm. So it was a transformation over time, Ellen. And that's really what I think as we're talking to folks who, yeah, we've been through a crazy year and this year's, like you said, it's, it's not smooth sailing, it's <laughs> right. different sailing in 2021. Right. Exactly. But the power of our words and the power of our mindset can control a woe is me attitude to a wow is me attitude. Hmm. And attitude, like you said, draws you to your outcomes.
0: Yes. Now, I'm curious about something because I didn't know you in your corporate success days, but were you? as heart-centered then as you are now? Honestly.
1: Yeah, no, I understand (laughs) the question. And I don't want it to sound like a flippant or an easy answer. Yeah. I really tried to be because relationships, whether it's with a person, if it's with a customer, it's with a person. If it's with the boss, it's with the person. You know, if it's with, you know, the CEO of the company or, or someone that's an entry-level position, it's with a person. Mm. Those things through my upbringing always mattered in a big way. Mm -hmm. My dad used to say, Bruce, the only time get should come before give is when you look the words up in the dictionary. Oh, I love your dad. that Mm. that, That was hard to be that person in a professional sales environment because we're driven so much by performance metrics. Yes. I do believe and the joy of my being in life right now mm-hmm. is that I believe business relationships are turning to being equally, if not more important than getting that deal done. Lives matter. People mm-hmm. matter. Bringing value matters. It always has. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think, It's so important now to be there and meet Mm -hmm. your customer, meet your relationship, meet your friend, meet your spouse where they are.
0: Absolutely. And I've always
1: had that as an example in my life through my parents. Mm -hmm. And so you asked me the question, I'm kind of long-winded with it, but I hope that's okay, Ellen, that the answer is probably not at the highest ingredient in what I did and how I did it, Mm -hmm. but it was always there. And I will tell you, that, that in my early part of my career caused me some challenges because that's not necessarily what every leader was looking for consciously. They were looking for the spreadsheet, the result, getting the number,
0: mm-hmm. getting the
1: deal closed. And maybe that was some of the weakness that I would have in some of the positions I had while there was success. The layoff may have come because I may have been too concerned about those things. I don't know that. I'm speculating, so I want to be careful. But it's become a huge part of me now, and it's the most important thing I measure things about. Is what's the impact that I can have on others? Because that's really what matters. That's really uh, what we're absolutely. Here.
0: And and for my point of view, the world has gained by having you being laid off so that you could really move into your heart-centered self and really offer the world those gifts, especially in the body of a male species. I mean that with all respect, because I think these days men are struggling and they need models of success. And they need models of success who are heart-centered and not afraid to sit in their heart. And one of the things that touches me deeply about you is how easily you seem to sit there, you know, and yet you have your masculinity intact and it's married with this beautiful heart-centered part of you. So I am grateful and I know my listeners will be grateful. And one of the things that, there were a few things that I noted in your book. I just love it. One of the things you said is when you come upon stumbling blocks, see them as stepping stones. Circumstances are what we make them. Choose to make the most of them. And I love that because no matter how successful we are, or not, we're always being challenged. We're always being asked to grow into our biggest self. And the only way we seem to get there is by going through those challenging moments when we're thinking, oh my God, I cannot get from point A to point B. It's not going to happen. And then I happen to also find doubt too. Sometimes in stressful situations, doubt can emerge, causing us to question our ability to perform. Here is an idea: If you feel doubt, D, double down on believing in yourself. O. oxygen is your friend. Breathe. U, see your resources to fight negative. B, believe you will prevail. Then act. T. Talk positively to yourself always. I love that. Now, let me ask you something. In the midst of your oh bam, oh ship moment, were you always able to talk positively to yourself?
1: No, no, no. So, I often say this in keynote addresses and and when I do workshops is that (laughs) guys, you got, and gals, you got to understand, I am a mouse in my own laboratory. Mm -hmm. I mean, I need this as much as I'm hoping others are getting some value to these words and to these messages, because here's a basic belief in life that I have. I believe that at the beginning of the year, we might establish New Year's resolutions, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And what I've found just in my studies and research is that those last until maybe about late January to mid-February, depending on mm-hmm. your willpower. And that's not a fault. That's just, yeah. that's just life. Things get in the way of what our intentions are. Mm-hmm. But if we would just split that word apart, the word resolutions, and write down RE and split it there mm-hmm. and put in an A and an L, We get real solutions, not resolutions, but looking for real solutions. So how do we get them? We get real solutions by a couple of things. We are incremental in making a change. We are okay with a small step as long as we keep stepping in the direction we want to go. Number one.
0: Okay, wait, I'm going to stop right there. Because I just want to, there's so much goodness there that I want, To repeat it so that we don't miss it. So can you say it one more time? Yeah.
1: So look at the word resolutions Mm -hmm. and just add an AL after the second letter. Okay. And make the commitment to focusing on finding and implementing a real solution. Not saying a resolution isn't one of those, but it's just a new way to look at it, right? I'm a word guy. So that's one way to look at it. Then make incremental steps towards what that solution Ah. is every day. Okay,
0: incremental steps, yeah.
1: What does that mean? Hmm. Let's say ultimately your real solution is a healthy, fit body and mind. Let's say we'll start with body. So the real solution might end up being saying, I'm going to walk a mile and I'm going to walk a mile every day for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's five miles, maybe it's a marathon, whatever the number, whatever it is. And don't put a judgment on how far it is, how fast you are, or how much you lose. That's not what this is at all about. So great. You now have that real solution in your mind. What's the incremental step to take? Put your shoes and your shorts and your t-shirt at the end of the bed the night before you go to bed. Why? Why? Because you physically have to make a conscious effort to walk by them in the morning to not mm. put them on.
0: <laughs> I love that. And I was like, he must have been reading my mind.
1: <laughs> so that's, let's say that that's a fitness thing, but let's mm-hmm. say it's working on a professional skill. Or maybe what if it's about, you know, you need to make 10 phone calls to possibly get one return call for a possible interview. Mm. write the list of the numbers down, the companies, the name of the people, the website, whatever. So you're putting something in front of you that activates you to moving to your real solution. I call that incrementalism because the word mental is right in the middle. It's Mm. something that's a conscious gonna do. Okay, that's number one. Number two, then, is we often make commitments to make a change, I am going to and then fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Right. The real improvement to me for my life has come as I dig myself out of this bam moment, is what I call making a commitment to the commitment. Mm. Right. So what does that mean? That means I will promise make and keep the promise I made to myself to do this thing. Hmm. I mean, we keep promises to others all the time, and that's important. Right. But for ourselves, sometimes we put ourselves in the back seat or we put ourselves on the back burner and either want to serve someone else because we're a pleaser or whatever reasons there are that we put other things in front of ourselves. And it's impossible to pour from an empty cup. So if you want to pour into others or make a contribution to the universe, you've got to be pouring into yourself. So I call that committing to the commitment. So we talked about the resolution becoming a real solution Mm -hmm. by doing something incrementally for 21 to 30 days. The studies say that becomes a habit, right? I'm sure we've all read about forming a new habit. I think that's a good part of the way because a habit is what we do. I walk a mile every day.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: read 10 pages of a motivational book every day. Mm-hmm. I'm working on that guitar lesson that I'm taking because <laughs> I want to become, I want to do that. I'm working on learning that database technology so I can build an app or something, right? I'm, I'm, those are habits. I'm doing, it's what I do. However, if we stick with something, the studies say for 67 days, Hmm. it becomes harder not to do it than it does to do it. Love it. That then becomes lifestyle. So we went from a resolution to a real solution to a habit, which is what we do, to a lifestyle, which is who we are. Hmm. So let's take that from the walking a mile a day for 21 days. That's what I'm Mm -hmm. doing. But -hmm. if we do that for 67 days, we are now a walker and we are Mm -hmm. now healthy. Mm -hmm. That's who we are. So, I mean, this is not like light switch stuff. It's, it's, and it's hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: The hard, the the easy stuff's already (laughs) done. And we'll share a phrase that I wrote recently um, as we move forward here. But anyway, I hope that helps because that I mean, and like I said, I, I'm working on that constantly. This writing was an assignment and I wrote for a 420 consecutive days. Hmm. Then it was always going to be was a journal that I was sharing with friends and my family and my kids. You know, I'd come downstairs in the morning. They'd say, dad, what's the word for the day? And I'd say, oh, the word for the day is calm. Well, daddy, right. what does that mean? Well, when you're stressed out or you feel like you're kind of at your wits end, calm is catch a little moment, just hmm. stop breathe. Hmm. So, With that writing every day, I learned that if I do something towards my goal every day, check it in the calendar, Mm -hmm. put a reminder to get it done, then it becomes easier to do those things because it then becomes my lifestyle of looking for the next thing to do to improve, to stretch, to grow, whatever those things are in those real solutions you're looking for.
0: I love it. And as you've said in many different ways throughout this conversation this morning, is that it's a journey. So, people, wherever you happen to be on this spectrum, whether you've just had your BAM moment and you're like, oh no, what am I going to do? Or you're well into your habit, wherever you are on it, understand that it's a journey. Some days are going to be great. Some days are going to be Awful. Some days are going to be sad. Some days are going to be hard. But no matter what you're feeling, if you hold yourself to your commitment and you take the next small incremental step, you are going to get there. And then you're going to end up with a word that I love. Actually a phrase. No regrets. And what Bruce says this is, is never give up on yourself. Open your mind to endless possibilities. Reach inside of yourself. Engage with your dreams. Go for your passion. Reject the naysayers. Embrace the challenges. Trust your heart and soar like an eagle. I mean, It doesn't get better than that. Bruce, thank you so much for your time today. You have been an absolute joy to talk with. And I love all of your words in this book. For those of you who love words as much as Bruce and I do, go grab the book on Amazon. It's called Above the Chatter, Our Words Matter. I will post this in the show notes also. If people want to get in touch with you, how can they find you?
1: Well, there's a couple of ways. And thank you so much for having me today, Ellen. Above the chatter, ourwordsmatter.com is my website. And there's a contact me and info button there. And, you know, you can just write a message or comments or what you're looking for, whether it's, you know, a speaker or a workshop or just to say hello. That's a good way. Every weekday morning, I write or post, write and post a new word Monday through Friday. And that's at Above the Chatter, Bruce Pulver, on Facebook and Instagram. So Above the Chatter, Bruce Pulver. That's a really good way to start to get connected with me. And anyone that wants to buy buy the book on Amazon, any anywhere that's your easiest place. But if you have some you want to give for gifts, or if you'd like to buy some for coworkers, or you can buy them personally from the webpage. And I will sign each copy. So uh, oh. that, that's an option as well. All I need to know is who you want them signed to. And I communicate back and forth on that. And, you know, you had mentioned the word journey. And it is mm-hmm. so important to me for everyone to realize that this is a journey. And there's high roads and there's low parks and there's peaks and there's valleys and there's struggles. You know, there's stumbling blocks or stepping stones. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's, uh, there's roadblocks, there's building blocks, whatever you want to call them. But people would just write down the word journey for me. Just Mm -hmm. get out a pen and paper, write down the word journey. J O U R N E Y. Mm -hmm. Circle the first two letters and the last letter. What does that spell?
0: Joy. I love it.
1: Let's look at the letters that are remaining. And let me tell you what they relate to me the letter U, the letter R, the letter N, and the letter E. To me, that stands for you are Mm. naturally.
0: Enough. Oh, I love that. That is, it's absolutely the truth. So anytime any of you are listening and you don't feel enough, please come back to Bruce's word, journey. Joy, and you are naturally enough. My friend, it is time for us to end. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It has been an absolute joy. For those of you who are listening, I will see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me on the Heart and Soul podcast. It's such a joy for me to be with you. I know firsthand how much easier it is to rise when you have community to laugh with, shed a few tears with, and be inspired by. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, go subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, please contact me directly at ellennewhouse.com. And while you're there, grab the special resources I have created for you to begin to take inspired action in your own life. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next week.